Good afternoon, everyone. It is November 23rd, 2022. That makes it the day before Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. So the offices of the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association will be closed tomorrow for Thanksgiving and also closed Friday. Also a reminder that all state offices, except for some very essential things, uh, all state offices are also by executive order of the governor closed on Friday as well. So you will not be able to get a hold of vital records of the state board of embalmers. If you have anyone like on Friday either. Uh, so those days they're closed. So that's the first thing. Second uh, thing, uh, what most important is it is Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. So we want to say here from our office how thankful we are for all of you. It is our members, of course, that support us and make these broadcasts and make all the other services we provide possible. And it is the people who watch this that uh, make it worthwhile. We can keep track uh, of how many times the webcasts or the podcasts are opened up. We know in many instances, there's more than one person at a different funeral home or a different company all watching at the same time. So although we don't know how many total numbers of people, we do know how many times it gets opened up and boy, it's very impressive. Uh, far more people watch the video casts and the web, and listen to the listen to the webcasts than uh, ever looked at the emails that we sent out. So uh, it's very uh, gratifying to know that this is out there reaching people. And so we definitely I want to say thank you for that. We want to thank you for all the support that you give us, all the suggestions and all the comments and things uh, that you tell us you think you'd like to see us to do are most thankful. We're thankful when you're thankful. We love it when people call up and say thank you for something that we've done. It makes us feel good. So again, thank you for everyone. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and hope that you look around and have plenty that you yourself are thankful for. Also, next up, it's almost close to the end of the month, and that means it's time to make sure you've got your pre-need registrations, renewals into the State Board of Bombers and Funeral Directors. Pre-need agent registrations, we don't call them licenses technically, although ever you get something that looks just like a license, it's technically a registration, not a license. But in any case, uh, your annual, it's every year, pre-need agent registration is due on or before November 30th. You must get it in by the end of the month. And you don't want to miss that deadline because if you miss that deadline, you don't have a pre-need agent registration anymore and you're going to have to go through the reinstatement process. So make sure that if you haven't yet, you get your pre-need agent renewal in before the end of the month. You can do it online. Uh, you can fill out a paper form, but you want to make sure that it does get here to the state prior to December 1st, on or before November 30th. So you want to have it into the Jefferson City on November. Now, one thing to watch out for, especially for those people who perhaps knew pre-need agents, and we know we get new ones every year. When you do your renewal, you must make sure that the seller that you're an agent for has gotten their renewal in. Every pre-need agent is the agent of a seller. And those seller's licenses were due the end of last month. And if the seller license wasn't 
renewed or has not yet been renewed, then you cannot get your pre-need agent registration renewed for that seller. Now, Missouri, if you're a Missouri funeral trust pre-need agent or a Missouri pre-need trust pre-need agent, you don't have to worry about that. We got our applications in, our renewals in, we were relicensed, no problems there. But if you are a pre-need agent for another company, make sure that company has got their renewals in. I'm sure most of them have, but double check. Many, many funeral homes also have a seller's license. And in that case, there are many funeral directors who are pre-need agents of their funeral home under the funeral home's seller license. Make sure that your funeral home seller's license got renewed as well. Of course, you can be pre-need agents for more than one seller. There's nothing wrong with that. But you do need to make sure that the state board knows who you are a seller for. You're supposed to let the state board know anytime that you sign up to be a seller for any pre-need seller, including your own funeral home. All right. So make sure that the state board knows who you are a seller for, that you properly list those on your renewal and that you make sure that you get it in on time. Now, our main topic today is once again, something that's happened a couple times this week. And uh, it's a slight twist on something we've covered before. But since it's happened to two different funeral homes all in the same week, thought we'd better throw it out there. And it has to do with cremated remains. Who gets the cremated remains and what you do when there's a dispute? Well, as we've discussed before, okay, the, the next of kin statutes that I always harp about, after the cremation takes place, the next of kin statutes don't apply because the next of kin statutes say, here are the people in order of priority who gets to decide what the final disposition is. And once cremation takes place, final disposition is over. So who gets the cremated remains? Well, there's a separate statute that covers that. And that statute says, here's who gets the cremated remains. Number one, you follow the terms of the cremation contract. So whatever the cremation contract says you do with the cremated remains, that's what the funeral home should be doing with them. If it says give them to Mrs. Smith, you give them to Mrs. Smith. If it says scatter them in your memorial garden, you scatter them in the memorial garden. Inter them at St. Joseph's Cemetery, that's what you do. You follow the terms of the cremation contract. But here's the first twist. What is the cremation contract? The cremation contract is that document, that piece of paper where somebody said, I am going to pay the bill. That's a contract. That is not your cremation authorization. The cremation authorization is the piece of paper that says it's okay to cremate my dad or it's okay to cremate my mom. That's the authorization. The cremation contract is the piece of paper that says I am the one obligating myself to pay the bill in exchange for the cremation services that you're going to provide. You say you're going to do the cremation. They say they're going to pay the bill. If you have trouble separating those two, pretend that you don't get paid. Pretend that you nobody paid the bill and you had to go over to court and you had to go to the judge and you had to tell the judge, this person owes me money. What piece of paper would you show to the judge to say he or she agreed to pay me the money? Well, very probably that's going to be your cremation contract, that piece of paper. So take a look at the piece of paper that says, I'm going to pay you the money. Good chance that's your cremation contract. Does the cremation contract say what to do with cremated remains? Not the authorization, the cremation contract. 
That's what you're looking at. The other twist of this is it does not matter who pays the bill. It matters who obligated themselves to pay the bill, who contracted for the cremation. You could have a friend, a relative, the uh, Elks Lodge could all raise money. They could come in and write you a check and pay the bill. That's great. That's wonderful. People are helping each other out. All right. Uh, long distance, you know, long lost relative or friend comes in and says, hey, I'm going to cover the bill for this. You know, it's no different than uh, in a sense. <laughs> From a legal sense, obviously, it's quite a great difference from the emotional sense. But it's, but it's, it's in a legal sense, it's no different than somebody uh, paying for the uh, uh, happy meal in the car behind them at uh, McDonald's. Okay, that was nice. They paid for that, but they were under no obligation to pay for that. It was basically a gift to the people behind them in line. So, doesn't matter who pays the bill. It matters who contracted for the cremation who obligated themselves to pay the bill. So what if your cremation contract does not say what to do with the cremated remains? Well, then the next step in the statute is then you either give the cremated remains to the person who contracted for the cremation, or you dispose of them as directed by the person who contracted for the cremation. All right, that's what you do. The person who contracts for the cremation is in charge. And your documents, both the cremation authorization, the cremation contract should have on them very clear notices so that nobody's confused that the person who contracts for the cremation is the one who's in charge of the cremated remains. All right. If your documents don't say that, take a look at them. Of course, if you're a member of the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association, a firm member, you can get a hold of both my cremation authorization and cremation contract. Uh, online, and they both have those there right at the very top so that there's no dispute, no problems. No one can say, I didn't know that's what the, was going to happen. Well, so far, we've gone over that several times on broadcast and in emails and in the magazine. But here was the twist that happened this last week to two different funeral homes. They had more than one person sign the cremation contract, a brother and a sister. Uh, in one case, I think it was two brothers and one sister. Uh, so they had more than one person sign the cremation contract. And at the time they signed the cremation contract, everything was hunky-dory. There was no problem. But guess what? Somewhere in the intervening time period between that uh, and the time uh, it was handed them over, there was a dispute. And one sister said, I want 100% of the cremated remains. Don't give them to the brother. The brother said, I want 100% of the cremated remains. Don't give them to the sister. What do you do in that situation? Well, once again, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, whenever possible, don't get that far. Don't have more than one person sign the cremation contract if you don't have to. If you don't have to have more than one person please don't do it because that creates these kind of problems. You can have a hundred people sign the cremation authorization. That's fine. You don't need them. You just need the next of kin. But if you want a hundred people to sign the cremation authorization, no problem. But you really only want to have one person sign the cremation contract. Because if you have more than one person to sign the cremation contract, then you run into this dispute. And if your cremation contract is silent as to what to do with the cremated remains, you have a brother and a sister that have both signed the cremation contract and now there's a dispute and you know about it and one says i want you to do a and the other one says i want you to do b you got a jump ball you got a problem 
there's nothing in the statute that says what you're supposed to do in that case. What you're probably going to have to do, and of course, all situations are, can be slightly different, but what you're probably going to have to do is tell these folks is, look, one of two things is going to have to happen. You're either going to have to go out in that hallway and agree to something and come in here and we're going to uh, have you all sign the same piece of paper that's with witnesses that says this is what you want us to do, or one of you is going to have to go to court and tell me and have the judge tell me who to listen to. See you in a, quite a long time because it's going to probably might take a while. And uh, goodness knows how much the legal fees would be for you to get that done. But uh, it's kind of a jump ball. You've got a piece of property and you've got two people who arguably have equal claims to it and they both want to do something different. And so that's a problem. They may literally have to go to court if they can't agree on something and have a judge tell you who is uh in charge. Okay. Yeah. It, it can be a very difficult situation. So once again, try to avoid having more than one person sign the piece of paper that says I'm going to pay the bill. Now I realize there's some situations where you might, might not be able to get around that. There are some situations where just because of the family situation, because of the finances, you're going to have to have more than one person sign the cremation contract. If that happens to you, Make sure that in the cremation contract, it says what to do with the cremated remains because that's first on the list. Remember, number one on the list is you follow the terms of the cremation contract. So if brother and sister, right now they're getting along and they sign the cremation contract and the cremation contract says, give the cremated remains to so-and-so. And then a week later, brother and sister no longer get along. Well, the cremation contract still said give the cremated remains to so-and-so, and that's number one on the list. You, you follow the terms of the cremation contract. So if you absolutely, no way around it, have to have more than one person sign that piece of paper saying that in exchange for you doing the cremation, I'm paying the bill. More than one person signing that cremation contract. If that has to happen to you, then put in the cremation contract while everybody's still getting along, what is going to happen to the cremated remains? You're going to give them to brother A. You're going to give them to sister B. You're going to take them to Mount uh, Carmel Cemetery. Whatever it is, put it in that cremation contract. That way, if there's a dispute later on, you can fall back on the statute and say, I'm supposed to follow the terms of the cremation contract. Well, that's what we have for today. I hope you don't run into those situations, but if you do, maybe this broadcast help you out a little bit. So once again, thank you from here at the office to everyone out there who supports us. Thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for watching today. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And until we meet again, and especially tomorrow, as a lot of people are traveling all over the country and all over the state, please be sure to stay safe.